Hi beloved and welcome to the month of June. Happy new month to you. Really really excited. Um excited because it's going to be a beautiful month for you. It's going to be a beautiful month for every one of us. We're going to experience the joy of the Lord, experience his goodness, experience his kindness, his love, his peace. And we are going to to learn from him. Yes, we are going to learn from him. And thank you for joining with me even through this year. Thank you for being with me through the season. And I hope it has really been a blessing to you. It has been a blessing to me, I tell you. Um, so today, I want us to talk about something that that this way brought to my attention, and it's it's a question that. I'm still trying to find answers too. I'm going to be sincere, right? And I want us as a church to think about it and as individuals also to think about it because the church is made up of us as individuals, right? And this question came from from the book of Judges. Um Judges chapter 2 and if you read chapter 2 and chapter 3, right? And which is which I encourage you to do. I read it in the New Living Translation. And because of time I won't be able to of course read the whole chapters but in in verses 1 of chapter 2 1 to 3 we see that the Lord sent an angel to the Israelites and he, he was challenging them right he said I promised you I made a covenant with you right and my own part of the covenant I fulfilled but your own part of the covenant you did not fulfill your part of the covenant was that you would destroy all the altars of the nations that you defeat as you take their land you destroy their gods you destroy you annihilate everything that exists about that place and you build from the ground up right but rather you you defeated them but you kept their gods you kept even the people as slaves right and you kept their altars and he says because of that this people this gods will become a thorn in your side and will become a temptation to you And in in chapter three, we see God saying to them that um, He allowed these people to to remain because He wanted to test the generation that didn't see warfare, if they would actually trust Him and be with Him, even though there was the presence of other gods, and even though they had other options to choose from. And we see that God is 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 really trying to make it not about Himself, right? God is saying. you have other options like we do in this time right we we can choose to worship other gods but god says i want to see if you would choose me i want to see if you would choose me now to us as a church the question that came to me is what did the elliot church fail to destroy that became a channel of temptation for this generation whether the earlier church failed to destroy that became a channel of temptation for this generation because that's what happened in this story the earlier fathers who believed in god who fought in faith did not it didn't clear all they should have cleared and that which they left behind became exactly what stood as temptation for those that they left behind and as a church we have to think about it what are the the standards the principles the ideas the teachings that we've built up within the church 
that should have been expelled or that should never have been allowed but we are permitted and now have become a distraction from God himself within the church. And I'm going to to mention one example. One example is maybe dressing. Right? So, yes, we we believe that we should wear the best clothes to church. Right? Literally, that's that's at least for me I was taught that from from childhood, right? You wear your best clothes to church. And it's good. It's a beautiful thing. It, it's it, there's nothing, you know, similarly wrong with it, but Unfortunately, some some churches have have now brought that they've made it law, right? And they forget that there are certain people whose best clothes are not seemingly or do not seem as the best, right? They are, the best they could wear would look like rags, and so when they see people like that approach the church, they are not willing to accept them or they treat them as less within the church because they do not look like others right there's this there's this doctrine of preferential treatment that has permeated the church in in a very very you know annoying and distasteful way we see people now seeking power within the church just so that they could earn some respect some accordance and they could have some privileges no very few people seek position in in churches to serve rather they seek it because they want certain privileges they want certain form of respect they want to receive some form of respect I don't know if if it's the earlier fathers who who made this happen or if even if it's our generation really but this is something that should not be found in the church and it's written in the scriptures right that if you treat the rich man better than the poor man you're being unfair and God does not does not allow that we are all the same before him right God does not judge by the outward appearance so why do we as a church do that why do we respect a man who pays a larger offering than a man who pays less? Why do we make a deacon out of a man who would give millions to the church project and would not do the same for a man who has dedicated his life to the church and is willing to continue to serve even better in that capacity just because he does not have as much to give? Why do we honor certain ministers of God more than others just because of how they look and what they have in terms of material resources why do we think that is a show of God's presence why do we think that that is a a metric of God's anointing upon their life because as a generation, right, we are also responsible for what we pass on to the next generation of believers. And yes, we are young. And so we still have time to correct some of these things as a church, right? There are a lot of young ministers brewing up. And if we can get it right, if we can see it differently and see that and ask ourselves, really, what are those things that 
are existent in the church right now that if allowed to continue will become a temptation that would distract the church from God. It is it it would be painful to see a church that no longer worships God because he is God. That no longer worships God as Lord, but rather worships him as provider, as healer, as all the things that he could give, but never because he is master over them. And slowly the church is getting there. Slowly the church is driving itself to that point where it no longer recognizes God as Lord and master. He only recognizes God as a giver of good things and all that is beautiful and good. So please check yourself as an individual, right? Ask yourself what is it that you believe right now? All that you've you've learned over the years that actually stands as a distraction from God himself. I mean the true purpose of God in our lives. And really we we may not be able to really test or check if we don't even know why God is in our lives, if we do not know why we are made for God and why God made us for himself, if we do not understand the purposes of God for the church. And maybe this is where we should start from. Begin to do findings and ask questions from the Holy Spirit. Why do we have the church? What is the purpose of the church? And what is the role of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit within the church? I know today's episode is quite unusual, but I believe it was important. And I believe that the Holy Spirit really wants us to think about our individual roles in what the church will become and our collective role also. Thank you for listening and I hope this provokes you to think and this provokes you to pray. God bless you.